you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Tight ends left and right. Potter right, Lewis left. I formation again, Jones and Jones drew. One receiver is Osgood, the big guy. McCown under center on first down. Cans the ball out there, goes Drew. He's up the middle. He's going to the end zone. 10-5, touchdown Jacksonville. 21 yards and the Jaguars are on the board for the first time this season. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Maurice Jones-Drew, addicted to the end zone. That's what his theme song says. Hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, presented as always by Zaxby's famous chicken fingers, wings, and salads. Maurice Jones-Drew loves it. I love it. You too will love it. All you have to do is head over to your closest uh, location there and uh, and fall in love with them wings. That's what I like. I like the, you like the wings. Oh, I love wings. I, I like the uh, chicken tenders club basket. All right, I'll try it the next time I'm there. Anywho, you hear his voice. Let's hear a little theme music. We don't have time for the whole thing, but let's say hello to him properly. You heard him earlier in the week weighing in on the Antonio Brown situation, and we did a little bit more than I expected to on the AFC North. In fact, he gave a surprise, bold Mm. prediction. Not exactly a prediction, but a bold take about one of the teams there. Go back and listen to that one right now. It's Maurice Jones-Drew. All right, that's enough. We don't have time for it. I'd like to get deeper into it. I saw Maurice. I went to Rams practice a couple weeks ago. I caught up with the great JB Long, mm. still praising you. Uh, you know, he's phenomenal. Well, you both are, and and uh, the respect is mutual between the two of you guys. And he says he wants to come on the show with you, which is fine by me in advance of the season. So let's oh, yeah, get JB Long in here. Work. Yeah, we'll do that. Maybe we could get money in, um, like we talked about last year, money in uh, Daniel Jeremiah you and know have an all-L.A. You know we beat them. 
in practice at the scrimmage, you mean? No, no, no. Last year when we played in the game. Oh, yeah, I know. So, like, I saw it. I mean, you got to make sure we're on the, uh, a totem pole. You yeah, if, Der- if Derwin James, though, didn't uh, run the ball out of the end zone and step out at the one, who knows how that game turned I, out. I, I don't know. I just know how it turned out. That was the that was the first hint that the Chargers were really good, was that, man, while the Rams are annihilating every... I don't remember what the was final it, was. Was. It, was. It was around there, right? It felt like, but if you watched it, well, obviously you watched it. If you watched that game, I remember looking at it and thinking, man, the Chargers are no jive because they're the only team that I see hanging with the yeah. Rams. They were sm- the Rams were whipping everybody at that time. Anyway, how was summer for you, Maurice? Well, you know what, Shaq? It was, uh, it was short. Too short It was a you. short, you know, I, I, I really felt like the offseason with the Rams going to the Super Bowl, Kind of like pushed a lot of stuff that I normally do in the offseason back, like the scouting, mm. you know, the draft breakdowns, uh, being a GM for all 32 teams, all those things. So it pushed that all back. So then after that pushes back. So I didn't really go on any vacations or anything. I just kind of kicked that at the crib. Well, I took up cycling. I, did you really? You look well, you know, Good. and I, and I'll tell you, too, by the way, great work by you all through the offseason. And then, of course, uh, you on the Rams call last season and everything else. And we pick up there. Um, we, we saw you a couple times during the offseason. We talked about Todd Gurley and mm-hmm. the state of that knee and what's going to happen there. What did I tell you? You said it's fine. I OK, I, mean, I I just listen. I mean, I, I'm just seeing and reading and everything else about it. I like Todd Gurley, the man. It's not like I right. hope anything's right. I think he's a delightful fella and I wish him all the best. What'd they say? I just have. It seems to me I'm reading the tea leaves. It seems like there's something going on there. What tea leaves? He looks he's played in every uh, joint practice. Right. Okay. I just I mean, you run know. well, he's run, ran people. He's run by guys. I told you that the Niners are winning that division. I know you said that before. I mean, hopefully they do. I don't know. Well, no. Well, unless you, yeah, you get to start. I, I, I definitely to start your vacation I, I, I earlier. I definitely don't think they will. But I mean, you think the Rams are, are are definite to win that division? I think the closest team is the Seahawks. Then more than the Niners. I think the Seahawks are good. And man, I'll tell you another team. One team that's going to be really good, or it, it, at least on one side. I don't, I don't know. Because I think the, the Cardinals. It's the preseason, man. Like that, I don't care about the preseason. But it, that's it, you, jive. You have, so listen, this is the funny thing. So so I got to tell you this story because we're talking about the Rams and, and all these teams. So we're, we're in Oakland, and I had to drive to Oakland because I was going home, right? I live 40 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So um, I parked my car at the Coliseum BART station. A little nervous, right? Haven't been around there in a while. So I'm walking. I have a blue shirt on. So I walk, get all my stuff. The Rams give me a blue polo. So on the way back, I'm like, man, should I change this back to my blue shirt? Should I wear this Rams polo? So, um, you know, the Raiders win, and I'm walking back, and the Raider fans are talking crazy to me. Oh, you guys suck. And And the bigger man (laughs) in me said. It was just in the Super Bowl. Right, yeah. The bigger bigger man in me said, don't say anything. But the the guy that I truly am was like, I got to say something. Hmm. And I was like, don't you know no one played anybody? Like, this was literally for all the rookies, first-year guys to go out and get some real reps in. Like, this isn't the Rams team or, or the Raiders team at that at that moment. There was a couple of starters out there playing. but uh, And the guy turned around, and he looked at me, and he was like, you're supposed to be a Raiders fan. I was like, I am. But, you know. I'm a mercenary for the cash. That's right. I get it. That's fine by me. I say it every year, and Daniel Jeremiah said it last week and got a lot of hay on uh, on social media for it. 
August, the uh, the month of August in pro football is a lie. Don't believe any. Don't I don't, I, I really, it only distracts you yeah. from reality. There's nothing to learn. And, and from. yet you're trying to tell me that the Arizona has nothing to do with that. I, I've seen enough 21st century football to know that what Kyler Murray is bringing out there, watching him at Oklahoma and how that translates to his first season, I suspect, especially with those pass catchers, it's a not a good offensive line, but a guy who can move around like Kyler Murray can. Te, you know, to some degree negates that. You still have David Johnson back there. I love the pass catchers that so, they've gathered. So this is what I'm going to tell you about the, the running around thing. Remember when Russell Wilson used to do all that? And then what happened? What? He got hurt because he was doing too much running. And that's the only concern. I get it. I could like, RG3 and yeah, then he, you, you, but, can't, you can't run all the time. I mean, and it's going to be going to, to Baltimore. It's going to be uh, interesting to see how Lamar Jackson can do it. I heard he beefed up to get ready and play a little running back, whatever, but Still, even with Kyler Murray, he's not a big guy, which is fine. He throws a heck of a ball, and the, and the offense is getting the ball out quick and all yeah. those different things. But eventually, you're going to have to, like, do something better than throwing a two-yard hitch route or a, a quick out. Like, they're going to stop that eventually. You're going to stand in the pocket. Then when you have to stand in the pocket, you got to be able to throw with guys around you. I just don't know if that offense is set up for that. I don't get – what do you call the play, the long screen to a receiver? That 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 is uh, outside. Yeah, I I mean that play has uh, uh, of all the plays, and you see more and more NFL teams doing it in the last couple of years, and it has very little success rate, as far as mm-hmm. I can tell. It it does. It's it's a hit or miss type of play. It's kind of like uh, you know in baseball, everyone plays for like singles. If you play for singles and doubles, you're playing small ball. But then mm-hmm. if you're going, you know, trying to take it out, so it's like a home run play. So if you can get it out there quick enough, which I've seen the Rams throw a quick screen to Robert Woods on a third and thirty one, and he takes it sixty yards to the house. That's what you get. But then sometimes it's like negative two, five, four, and then boom, you're going to hit the big one eventually. Well, either way, I think that, so we'll see what happens with that team, but I want to talk a little bit more about the Rams. And I feel like, Maurice, that uh, no disrespect to you and no, to no, the no, organization it's all good. It's all good. Um, that you sit in the booth with, you know, this Dak Prescott, and I want to connect it with Jared. Yeah, Goff. please connect it. First of all, I don't get this the the twenty first century weirdo thing that fans do that they take ownership side about these things. What do you care? What do you? I mean, you you got on me all last season about Levy and Bell because as a fan, I would like Levy and Bell to have played for the Steelers. I completely get the the player side of things. By the way, though. Levian did reset the market and not in the way he intended to. He did reset the market. He did because it's not in this, a good way no, though. No, 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 no. So this because is look at no, 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 no. This is the problem. Every contract per position is different, right? So when you look at the total guarantees of a quarterback, they're going to see all 100 and whatever million. That's what you're going to hold it for. For running backs, the only thing that you can get is the guarantee, not the guarantees two years from now, not the guarantees next year, what you sign for. And that's what Le'Veon set the market for. I I don't remember the exact number, but it was – more than Todd Gurley. And it was he. Yeah. He ultimately made at the on the day he signed, he gets a check yeah. more than what Todd Gurley got yeah. when he signed with the exactly. Rams. Is that right? Yeah. And this is the other thing you got to remember: Le'Veon's twenty-seven, Todd's twenty-three, so it's different. It's hard to try to. Well, I'm more. Say, I'm looking more at Melvin Gordon and right. Zeke and right. those two guys. Yeah, yeah. So understand that running backs are different. It's more about the guarantee contract and what you get. Because they know that it is much more of a looming uh, existential threat to their career. If I'm a left tackle, give me a 10-year, $100 million deal that the guy from the Cowboys signed, right? Or give me, if I'm a quarterback, give me whatever you want. Because I know I can live that out. But 
a running back, you get hit almost every play. Yeah, so Jamal have, Charles, so, I mean, you exactly. say he's on his way to the Hall of Fame, and, and, then, uh, and all of a sudden, that's the end of and, it. And so, and I always tell people, so they say, oh, he didn't set it. Like, well, not exactly. I mean, to yours, when you're looking at the whole contract. I completely get all that. But I didn't know that actually he signed for more guaranteed money. But either way, yeah. I'm all for players getting their loot. And I do think Matt Ryan clarified this to me, the name drop. I said, isn't it, isn't it getting weird, though? How do you feel taking an outsized percentage of the cap um, if you want to be on a successful team? And he said, if you really look at it, the way that they have adjusted the cap, there's now room to pay the 30, 35 million dollars and still have a reasonable roster. That's not that that is like a year that's or a true, three. That's a true oh. businessman there. Well, he's uh, whether or not he's, uh, you know, he's biased uh, in his own favor. I think that the money exists for Dak. And I also don't exactly know what leg the the Cowboys have to stand on at this point. Well, they, they always I mean, they have a leg to stand on. You can just not pay him and let him play out and franchise tag him twice and then, you know, try to get a deal. I mean, you can do that route. Um, now, every time how I, extreme or how uh, unrealistic is it for Dak three weeks out to just go like, listen, if you guys can't figure this thing out, then maybe I don't have to play this year. There, this, this, this I team. Quarterbacks don't really don't do that. I know, I'm done, but I, but I, I'm just, but he. It seems to me he has him over the barrel a little bit, and they well, don't want him to hit free agency. Well, this is the funny thing, and this is where I get frustrated with organizations, right, or NFL teams, is that you knew when you played Dak as a rookie that you were going to have to pay him. You knew that. Why are you waiting till the last second to do it? It, it? it makes no sense to me. You knew when you de- drafted Ezekiel Elliott, you were going to have to pay him or you had some other plan in place. Why do you get it to this point? Just tell him what the plan is and go on about your day. I don't. I also don't understand. I understand negotiating is rough and then everybody not, comes it's, together. It's, it's, but that 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 stuff of if, in fact, it's nonsense that he asked for 40 million. Why would the Cowboys put that out there? Why would they because they, they, him they, like because that? they want they want fans to shame him. Like, I know, but that's the thing. But, this, this but is the you funny want thing. Dak to be your quarterback as well. So, oh, so when you when you why get, be at odds with the organization, when you get in negotiations like it is nasty. I'm going to tell you from personal experience. Like they'll tell you that to your face, they'll say how good you are. But then behind your back is their job to get you for the cheapest price possible. Um, and I always tell people this, like, it's funny. It was okay to pay Jimmy Garoppolo. He won what? Six games, eight games in his career or something like that. Mm-hmm. So what do you never put, never played in the playoffs? What do you get? I'm at? just saying it's, it's, it's okay to pay him. Mm-hmm. He hasn't produced. It's okay to pay Matthew Stafford all this money who doesn't win playoff games. Well, the comp, the the, the direct comp, the direct comp is Kirk Cousins. No, no, but no, no, I'm, I'm, I haven't even gotten there yet. I know that he's his second contract, so it's not uh, yeah, a perfect. Right, but it, but it's but, okay to pay. And then Kirk was a, a special situation, two-second franchise tag, sure. one quarterback to hit the open market. That's different. But it's okay to pay these other dudes who who he don't who don't win. And they, I mean, remember what the Lions owner said. Uh, I'd rather keep Matthew Stafford over Calvin Johnson, hmm. right? But then all of a sudden, here comes Dak. All he does is win games. Well, so then what's the difference, Maurice? Uh, you tell me, Shaq. I can't tell. I don't know what the uh, difference. You is. tell me the difference. Spaghetti? Shaq. Do you are you seeing something or hearing something that I'm missing? I, I, don't, I know it's thirty. I'm wins. with you. I'm complete. I'm complete. He's won and, the and, division and, and two out me, of three years. And to me, it makes if he's won more games than Russell Wilson, who just set the market. Mm. And I get it. He hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. But it's, partly that's not his fault either. Like, he's putting you in position to win these games. Sometimes your your defense let Aaron Rodgers go down the field that one time, right, and get in the field goal range. Like, so I get those things. But 
I think teams should be scared. I mean, I think the, the Cowboys as an organization, if they want to roll the dice on this in August, I would be very nervous about how good Kellen Moore has the chance to make Dak look. And I think I I've said it ad nauseum, but I'll say it one more time. They get Dak. Put in, of course, Zeke has to be out there with him. But if Zeke's out there, and by the way, the thing that is nonsense is when is the, the jive is, well, yeah, yeah, Zeke Elliott in that offensive line. Like, yeah, you know who else has talent around them? Every other guy who doesn't have talent around. Who what doesn't the, need the NFL, talent. it's ridiculous. It, I get tired when people like. There are a couple of guys that can survive with bad players around them. Brady has, Aaron no, Rodgers has largely Tom has bad players because those guys actually not has, bad, two dimensional. Yeah, they're not they're not superstars, but they they go out and make. I mean, Julian. I'm just saying, but the lo- but the larger point is yes, of course, everybody has to have talent around yeah. them for them to be successful. So this is but my, okay, so, so that's not this is my my I guess my biggest. But when he this. starts running and they you get the double whammy of like, are we tackling four or twenty one? Just as and, big as twenty one. Yeah, that's lose lose. That that there's well, so, no good so situation for that to, if you're the defender. Up, like in this situation if you're the Cowboys you have a great problem to have right you drafted phenomenal you picked up Dak in the fourth round you didn't even want him it was just like ah and then you just stumbled upon a gym because remember let's remember Dak was fourth before uh was it Kellen Moore who broke his ankle someone else got hurt and then Dak moved to two Mm. and then Tony goes down then Dak comes in and he plays well right um all those things happened imagine if none of that happened Dak wouldn't be there right He, he wouldn't be there but then you have Zeke, who you drafted. Then you have uh, Amari Cooper, who you traded for. Then you have Byron Jones, who's up next. You have Jalen Smith. That, by the you way, have a ton of young players that you need to Aiden find a Vander way to Ash, They have Tang Lawrence taken care yeah. of at this point. But that team is built. And I, I know how loaded the Eagles are right now. And I, it's hard for me to conjure the path that they wouldn't wind it's up winning that division. against them. But that Cowboy, I mean, the Cowboys could beat them. Against Carson or, or, or at least get into the playoffs and make hay. And you do, and as they always say that, but it happens to be true. Most recently proven, by the way, the Patriots won in January this past year. It wasn't Tom Brady as much as it was Sonny Michelle. Yeah. And, and they can do the same. Same thing with Zeke if they can just get to the postseason, especially with a defense that looks like it's ready. By the way, I started to tell you that uh, on the last episode, the AFC, it's not Tom Brady. It's not Ben Roethlisberger. It's not that that conference is all about uh, is all about defense. Oh, yeah. The Chargers defense is mighty. The Broncos defense is going to be really good. The Chiefs are the curveball to that. But that defense should be halfway decent. The whole AFC South is loaded. All four defenses are loaded and the Colts could be dominant. Um, The Steelers defense is going to be much. What's that? Only if Andrew Luck plays. Yeah. Well, what, what, what's Andrew? I, I think so. That's what I want to talk to you about quickly here, Maurice, before you go and do your fancy TV stuff. My can. Well, to, I was going to say about Nick Foles, but I want to talk about also to the previous thing we started to talk about. I think Jared Goff, he's in the position. He's also the guy who the Rams keep saying, oh, he's going to get taken care of long term and all that kind of stuff. You positive that that's going to be? They, in a world when he was a bust, when he was when he was considered to be the alleged bust just two years ago, this, it was a different QB world. It was like you got to roll with the kid. Now everybody has a decent QB. This, everybody has a decent QB. This is the thing, though. Like decent doesn't get you to where he took him, right? <clears throat> decent doesn't get you to the Super Bowl. Decent doesn't keep you winning that way. Remember who he's beaten. Only he's only lost to one. I know, but copycat league. Let me just make my point. Copycat league tells me this. That the combo of the Bears game up in Chicago and the New England game in the Super Bowl, 
that is enough evidence for defensive coordinators to spend this offseason breaking down what Goff wants to That's see, what his tendencies are, and give him that trouble. It had nothing to do with Jared Goff. That that was an issue where one of their linemen, um, who we saw before, uh, Sullivan, who's a very smart player, he just is older. His legs, he, you know, he didn't have the same strength as he did as a young player. And they that's how they they kind of put, you know, hmm. for the Patriots, for example, they put Danny Shelton over the top of him, told him to bull rush him every time, right? The the Akeem Nix, uh, Fletcher Cox, those guys would play over him, and they would bull rush him back in the Jared. This young player they have in uh, named Brian Allen. Strong. You like So this is an upgrade, actually, at center? Because that's one of the I, things, well, I, too. I think, I think if think, you're going to get inside pressure on I think, 16. I, I don't think he's he, – well, I know he's not as smart as Sullivan but he's more sturdier. So mm. it's more on Jared now to be the brains and not to put him in the right protections and all those things where Sullivan did all that work and Jared can just read the coverage and go. But now you're not going to have that pressure in your face because when Allen went in the game, he stonewalled Hicks, right? So Hicks came in, he, he locked him down. There was no pressure. So I think, you know, they found out something last year and I think the Rams saw that and they understood that this young kid could play, but they wanted to make sure that, you know, going into this thing, Sullivan had did so much work for him that they kept playing, and, and he did a really good job. But now we have a younger player in there with a wrestling background, strong, knows how to, like, sit down and hold, like what I guess Mike Mayak will say, like, has sand in his pants. Like, he can hold guys off. And that's what you have to be able to do when you're playing with Jared Goff because he's not a guy that's going to sprint outside like Mahomes and these other quarterbacks, Watson. He's going to stand in the pocket. That's what, That's my point. But this is the key, though. And by the way, that the reason I like the Niners so much in the division is I maybe it's a little too yeah. micro, but I, I like that defensive line of the Niners going against the the Rams. Over. Well, I mean, yeah, that, whatever. We we will discuss that another time. But I, I mean, for Jared though, who has the only person he hasn't beaten really is Tom Brady. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, um, Dak Prescott, all the top quarterbacks. Mitchell in the Trubisky. Hmm. I mean, if you want to take that, I, but they lost to the Philly. But that's him. He can't be. He hasn't beat Philly yet, right? So, but everyone else he's played against. Russell Wilson beats him all the time, right? Aaron Rodgers beat Aaron Rodgers. So he's gone against toe to toe with these guys, and he's performed well. And in the organization, and this is what you have to understand as an organization. And I'm not. I'm not the Rams organization. I don't know how they're thinking. This is just my thought process. If I was owning a team, which hopefully one day I can. Hmm. Why would I want to remake the cake when I got the cake right here? I just got to pay it to keep. Well, it because it, because Tom, not Tom Brady, Bill Belichick constantly changes what the cake it looks like. No, he, he changes doesn't. it to pie, no, and he only changes ice cream he changes and all that. Around, he, he may put some candles on it, but he don't change the cake. No, Tom Brady's always there. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Tom Brady always going to be there. Maybe not next year. I don't know because he put his house up for sale. He got a lot of stuff going on. But Tom Brady is there consistently, and that's why they're really good. And so, if you want to be a team to be able to uh, sustain success. You want to make sure that you have that piece that you can work with, and that's Jared Goff. And when we talked to him, I talked to him with uh, an inside training camp. He was like, you know, I have to be patient, and I understand that. But my my take to him is I didn't say it, but the more you're patient, the more money you're going to make. So sit back and chill, brother. You'll have a good time. Hmm. All right, we'll see. And then, uh, well, you know what? We'll do it at another time because I really want to do a good conversation about the Jags. Let me just get to this very quickly. <clears throat> it's time for our fresh takes presented by Zaxby's famous chicken fingers, uh, wings and salads. Maurice, I was offended for you. I don't, where did you come down on the Jaguars making you fourth? Okay. That number sounds okay. 
I didn't care for that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? What about and Fred Taylor definitely didn't no, care he for definitely it. Definitely did like it. I, I like what Fred. Did you talk uh, to him? I did talk to him. I loved every bit of that. What did you think of it? I thought it was fun. Um, now, granted, I wish I. I mean, I feel like I was number one. Right? You thought you were one, but I you've said before that you put yourself that you put Fred Taylor ahead. Yeah, of but you. I'm a competitor. So oh, I, I see. I, I mean, if you bring me back to my competitor, I felt like I was the best player every time we stepped on the field. Um, but I I do appreciate being involved. Um, what I love about it though is that like the players that kind of the top five players were guys that were way before me. You know what I mean? I mean, I played with Fred for a couple of years, but it was sort of in his career. So you were so in, within your own little era, you were the yeah, best, is what you're cool. saying. But that's, but I, I just like to be. I, I I loved watching all the old highlights. I loved being. <laughs> really, this is honest. This is honest. I, I love being compared and and competing with those guys in that situation, even though I had no control over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we knew who was going to be number one. Like Why? Was, How did you know that? Why would he be number one for nostalgia's sake? For history's sake? I mean, they, they that's love, ridiculous. They love Tony Bissell. Fine. He had four useful seasons for the organization. I, that's I, better I, than that Fred has, Taylor. Has nothing. Again, I'm, I'm, and I and I've told people. Did you agree one. with it, though? I think Fred should have been number one. Think, I wasn't number well, one. Well, you just said you should have been number if one. If I wasn't number one, Fred should be number one. Right? OK, what would be your order? Give me your win play show of what it should have been. Uh, it probably would have been me. You won. Me Fred won. Taylor, too. Fred Taylor, too. And then I probably either would have went Baselli or Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith was a monster. Jimmy Smith was so great, I, I but he also, he also he also had, had Keenan McCardell yeah. for the vast and majority he, of the run. And, and, and remember, Fred, Brunel, McCardell, and Jimmy Smith were on the same field. So they all worked in hand together, which was, you know, part of that, you know, why they were so You good. had Gerard. I had David. David uh-huh. made the list. I think he was at... Uh, like 16 or maybe. I don't, I don't remember exactly where it was. But, you know, I had Mercedes Lewis who he wasn't here. He's still playing, so they're not going to put him on. But um, I, I love the fact that that there was – because you need to create controversy, right? Like, I feel like you need that, and, and that's what it did. Like, it got players talking again. It was it was awesome. I loved it. And I love the fact that Fred went out there and said what he said. Because He should have said that. Of course he should be offended. Of course you're competitive about yeah. these sorts of things. I, I I when when people float this nonsense Can about I like you, what does it matter so, who's better between this guy or that? Like it's the whole reason right. we talk that's and watch we, it. What are you talking about? Why does it matter? So it's all about respect. And so I, I, I tell I haven't told anyone this story. I'm gonna say I saved it for you. So when it came out, when it first came out, I was uh, working out and uh I didn't know. Mike Garofolo texted me, number four. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then it, it hit me like, oh, laugh out loud is what my response was. He goes, oh, I have to demand a recount. And, and personally, I, I felt slapped in the face mm. at first. And then, but that's the competitor in me. That's the guy that played on the football field. That's the guy that, you know, like, ah. And then I was like, I felt that urge, that rush to come back and start working out and get back in shape and show them I can do it again. I was like, I'm what if they had done? I know this would be against the spirit of it, but uh, on the other hand, the spirit of what you and Fred Taylor did, I think it could have been at number one. We can't choose Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew. That, well, I, period. I, I would, Tied, I would we can't even, choose. They they had me at four, so I had no opportunity to even get. Fred to- Taylor should be in the Hall of Fame. What are we talking about? Tony Baselli was on the field for for uh, like mean, sixty games or something. And, and, and so, oh, that w- in which he was playing yeah, at that dominant. level. Yeah, he was very dominant for those games he played. I, I think again, you know, Fred is underrated because one, we were in in Jacksonville at that point, and fantasy football wasn't that big. Um, and two, 
you know, he had a lot of injuries. And so we, that's exactly right. He got this weird stink on him, this narrative that like, oh, yeah, if only, only he year. were healthy. It was only one year, though. Well, I think it was a couple of years right. that were relatively early on in his career that then it became if only Fred Taylor were ever healthy. And it's as though that just he couldn't wash that stink off in the second half of his career. He was such a hard runner. There was nobody. I mean, I can tell you watching playoff games, there wasn't there were no running backs that I thought I don't know if, uh, if my team's going to be able to handle that guy. I mean, I felt like when we went into, after we played you all, we went into New England that we we had a great opportunity. That's right. I mean, we were right there. We were running the ball decent. Um, we had some play-action passes going, and, you know, we just, we just slipped up one time. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, the beautiful part about it is it, it brought, people started talking about it. It brought you back together. It brought us back together. Did you reach out to Baselli? Uh you know what? I, I see Baselli all the time, so yeah. I, I didn't have to reach out to him. But yeah. I, I did. I did send uh, congrats. I don't have his number, so I did send some congratulations to him. Though I, I think it's awesome. Like, but but the funny thing is, he had nothing to say because Fred like took the Fred took it all <laughs> as he should have. So Baselli made no uh, public I I comments in response. I didn't see any. All but I saw. Fred, was why would you going, do that? Hey. Fred was honest, as he should be. And I, and I would have told him the same thing. I, I was I, offended on your behalf, sincerely. I thought that was a, that seemed a little low. That Maurice Jones-Drew, when you think Jaguars in the last, what have they been around now, 25, 25 years? years? That's why we did it. All right. So 20, 25 years, is there really, an, are there guys that jump to your mind more quickly than Fred Taylor? I mean, Tony Baselli was fine. He was, a, you know, obviously. He was in other school, too, so that really piss me off to be honest mm. with you as well but mm-hmm. i mean it's, it's neither here nor there all right the next time we catch up i want to hear what because we'll get a little more evidence on josh rosen i don't know what he did to the football gods that he can never have an offensive line but this is now six years of his life <laughs> that he's never had an offensive line no, it's crazy six, five five years okay but i mean i'm starting to feel bad for the guy why can't anybody right. keep him clean he'll be all right you gotta take some lumps all everybody right. gets hit every now and then the great Maurice Jones drew everybody. It is football season once again when you see yes. when you see the fourth greatest Jaguar of all time. <laughs> it's nice to see Maurice, isn't it, Eddie Spaghetti? It was great to see Maurice. He's looking great too. He was telling uh, telling me off air a bit about his biking adventures and how he goes for like thirty miles up uh, up north where he lives. He looks well. He he's, does. Yeah. He's he's dressed kind of like Warren Beatty in Heaven Can Wait. Too. Yeah, he's just like the all gray the, gr- the grouch- sweatsuit, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, what did you think of? Uh, did you feel like he was being sincere about the, that he's cool with being number four? And no. he's definitely not cool about it. No, I I couldn't you know, tell because he said he was cool, but then he wasn't cool. He would be cool, and he, he said Fred Taylor should be number one, but then he also said he should be <laughs> number one. He's like the most competitive guy like I've ever met, but uh, he definitely is not okay with it. If 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 Fred Taylor was one, I don't think he'd be bothered as much, but I think he definitely wanted that that number one spot. I um I tell it all the time, but when we played two on two in Indianapolis with uh, Maurice, Ike Taylor, Mm -hmm. and Pat McAfee. Uh, It was like, ah, this will be funny. It'll be funny for these characters to play basketball with each other. And as soon as the game started, they all three flipped the switch. As soon as it started... And you'll wonder, it's not just athletic ability. It's also that competitive thing. Yeah, they have the drive. It's crazy how hardcore they got. And it was I was like, wait, what's going on? Are they doing a joke here? Like, oh no, they're they're super serious yeah. about what's going on. And I could tell McAfee felt like he got screwed. Like, why do I got why do I have pot belly over here? <laughs>
<laughs> I got to carry the whole thing against these two. McAfee held his own, though. He was very good. He's a, a really good athlete. But uh, but anyway, <laughs> Maurice, Maurice and I early on, there was a loose ball in between the two of us, and we both went for it. We both took two, three strides to get to the ball, and we bonked hips. Oh. And I mean, there was a, it wasn't like he was trying to hit me or anything like that. Sure. We just we just hit our hips together, and I flew out of the way. Oh, he yeah. said, "There's something again. It's not just competitive, but it's also there's something about his build. It's no wonder he was so good as an NFL running back, despite his stature. Right. Because man, like they say, bowling ball. He just wiped me out like a pin. You know, I just couldn't. I knocked couldn't have, me off. I couldn't imagine being like an NFL linebacker, or like worse, a safety or a corner, and have him like just steamrolling, like w- looking straight at you, and just going to lower his shoulder. Like I, it's just terrifying. What? Uh, what? Meantime, uh, the other day we got the news. So Golden Tate, unsurprisingly, rejected. But do you think this hurts your Giants? Who I very terrible news. How about Maurice, though, by the way, in case you didn't go back and uh, take my advice and listen earlier to the team that Maurice was talking about in the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals, there, there's always a team. There's no there's no science to any of this, but I just read the tea leaves of how sure. these things ebb and flow, and that's why I tend to be right about these things. I understand. I got into it the other day. Not got into it, but I pointed out once again, QB wins matter. Because they matter, clearly. Yeah. That, 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 the people want to argue, no, no, look at these other statistics. You don't understand football if you don't understand that the QB is dependent on what's around him. Then why is there zero evidence of a really high-end QB, let's say in the top quarter of the league? If you're a top-eight quarterback, what evidence is there that you can just be on a perennial loser in the 21st century? There's very little. Drew Brees went 7-9 and nine, three straight seasons. That was a weird crater in, uh, in his career that that happened. But that's the best example that you can come up with in the 21st century. Um, and uh, so anyway, the, the, I think also that when everybody gets in on a team, it's too soon. There, there always is in the 21st century a team nobody talks about that all of a sudden is good in a given year. And uh, now it's incumbent on us, Spaghetti, to figure out who that is. Is it the Bungles? Could they make hay in a division that features the much ballyhooed Browns, the Steelers, who are who are now stronger through the fires of not – I don't know exactly as I keep saying about that. The Steelers, uh, oh yeah, they're a team now, and they're much more together. Yeah, let's see if they're zero and two. Let's see, let's see that. Let's see if they're zero and three. If they come back from uh, San Francisco at zero and three, let's see if uh, how together they are then. I'm not saying that they won't be, but it, it's it's an interesting. It would be an interesting test to this uh, this together locker room that we keep hearing about. And then the Ravens with this uh, with this wishbone thing that they're going to be trying. Nobody mentions the Bengals, mm-hmm. but let's keep in mind. It's not that long ago that Andy Dalton was on track to win the MVP before he got hurt. I, but what? I, why now is I don't know why is Dalton going to be the, in year whatever he's in? All of a sudden, the the switch is the is going to flip and he's going to be great and they're going to have gone this crazy run. Like I, if I'm going to pick a team, it's not going to be them because ultimately it comes down to the quarterback. You want to pick the Giants, don't you? I don't want to pick the Giants. Right what about now, the Jets? That's going to be there. That's a team that makes sense because there's a young roster. It's a quarterback who has promise. It's a new coach who is supposed to help quarterbacks. Like they make sense. Or a team like uh, even one of, another one in the division, the Bills, like the Josh Allen. Like, can he be great? Can he be a dual threat? Can he be like a, a Lamar Jackson kind of? Uh, I, I just put the Bengals, though. It's just that division's tough as it is. And I don't love the roster enough, especially with the injuries now, to be like, oh, yeah, that's the dark horse team. I just, I don't see it with them. 
my, I mean, if I had to pick a team, like I, I'm still weirdly in love with the AFC South. Like the Jaguars will rebound. Uh, the, the, it's all out of whack though with Andrew Luck until we know exactly how he's going to look. Is it a calf? Is it an ankle? If there's any other quarterback in the you know in the NFL that had an injury and that wasn't practicing, we'd be like, oh, it's probably fine. But it's because it's Andrew Luck and it's the Colts medical. Yeah, it's exactly like, right. Uh, something is definitely wrong here. Well, we'll uh, we'll keep updating you on all the news as we get ready for kickoff. What are we? Three weeks now. Oh, we got a lot of work to do, Spaghetti. Yeah. We got to get our predictions out for the season and everything. Oh, it's almost here, everybody. I can almost taste it. All right. Uh, we'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce for you later on. In the meantime, make sure you check out our video cast at NFL.com slash DDFP. All segmented up for you. Or if you want to sit and watch the grandeur of me and Spaghetti doing the full show, video show, all of it, presented by Zaxby's, plus our two audio casts each week. Check them all out there. Maurice Jones, Drew, Handsome Hank, Matt Money Smith, Sean O'Hare, and beyond. All presented by Zaxby's famous chicken fingers, wings, and salads. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.